I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on another beautiful Black Friday. A familiar feeling on a Black Friday as Iowa gets a 28-21 win in Lincoln, Nebraska over the Cornhuskers. The Hawkeyes seventh in a row over Nebraska. The fourth in a row this season, 10-2 on the season. And now we wait for tomorrow to find out who plays in the Big Ten Championship game on both sides of the conference. But right now... Iowa, man, what a win. What a game. What a comeback. Um, You know, if you never lost faith in this game, you are better than I. Uh, Because even though at halftime I felt like Iowa should win when uh, Tyler Goodson fumbled at the 10-yard line and Nebraska took that and turned it into a, I guess it was, what, the 6-yard line. Nebraska, I think, had a 94-yard drive uh, to go up 21-6 to at that point in the third quarter. I thought this was over. I was ready to turn the TV off. I was ready to kind of move on with my day and my weekend and um, try to stay off social media and avoid all Husker fans' podcasts. possible but played out um once again a team finds a way to win that's Iowa and a team finds a way to lose that's Nebraska that's been the tale of these seasons and that's why Iowa is 10 and 2 and maybe the um you know, most surprising ten and two team in a long time, and Nebraska's three and nine, and maybe you know one of the more talented three and nine teams in a long time. Uh, Nebraska, I think, had eight one possession losses. The only two possession loss was nine points to Ohio State. But what you saw in the second half was again. A team that uh, emphasizes special teams and not making mistakes and discipline and staying in games and resiliency and all of those things. And, and a team that, that just doesn't, just hasn't made that a part of their culture in the four or five years that Scott Frost has been there. Obviously, the special teams has been a big issue for them all season long and, and bit them a couple of times here tonight in what ultimately cost them. Uh, you know, not not a season-defining win, not a Frost legacy-defining win, but certainly some momentum and some good feelings going into another tough offseason for the Huskers. As we stand, though, just another loss, another what-if. I haven't seen much of what Scott Frost said after the game. Uh, I was hoping to see some of that before recording this. I will be watching his post-game press conference because I like beating Nebraska. And now that Iowa has done that seven times in a row and another season where Iowa just extends these streaks, now seven in a row against Nebraska, seven in a row against Minnesota, six in a row against Iowa State. Let's not talk about the bad streaks, Um, you know, maybe six years in a row now without winning the Big Ten West. That's still on the table, though, as, as if Minnesota beats Wisconsin tomorrow. Iowa will go to Indianapolis next weekend, and they'll play the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game. I think most people expect that to be Ohio State, and I think most people expect it to be Wisconsin, but crazier things have happened. Let's take a look at some of the stats here as Iowa had two quarterbacks play in this game. Alex Padilla started and played in the first half. Didn't play great, but played okay. Um, 
And then Spencer Petras came out in the second half and, and played a little bit better. Didn't play great, played okay. I think what we've learned over the last season, but certainly over the last four weeks, is that Alex has some things that Spencer Petras can't do, uh, but he is not a head and shoulders better quarterback than Spencer Petras. He's not a game changer. He doesn't change this offense. And Spencer Petras has some limitations on, on what he can do, especially with his legs um, and, and other places. He can't keep plays alive. Maybe he's a little more rigid, uh, but he does have a little bit better of an arm and does seem to have a better grasp of the offense. So who will start, who should start in a Big Ten championship or bowl game? I have no idea, man. Flip a coin. Um, I'm not going to be upset if either of these guys comes out. Um, I think, they've again, they both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. I don't think either of them is head and shoulders better than the other one. Logan Smothers had a good game for Nebraska, especially running the ball. He had 24 carries, 64 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. 198 yards through the air. I mean, he threw for more yards than I was two quarterbacks combined, but he did have the the late interception and took a couple of bad sacks. Uh, certainly the one, I guess it was technically grounding in the end zone that gave Iowa the safety, but uh, you know, he looked more like a, a first game starter in the second half. I was able to pressure him a little bit and get into his head a little bit because on three of those those three scoring drives that Nebraska put together, they looked great and he looked great and it looked like Iowa didn't have an answer. But then I mean it really felt like it was either it was either three and out or a long scoring drive for Nebraska. It felt like it was all or nothing uh, for them. Tyler Goodson had a good day. 23 carries, 156 yards. Had that long 55-yard run uh, to set up the go-ahead touchdown. That was a fantastic play. Monty Pottybaum had 29 yards, 26 on that one uh, third and, I think, one play in the first half. That was fun to watch. Um but Iowa ran the ball pretty well for the most part. Uh, the offensive line was, again, good, not great. Um you had a few sacks, uh, but ultimately allowed Goodson to you know get his and, and have a nice day. And Tyler Goodson, shout out to him, now over a thousand yards uh, on the season. That's a cool milestone and, and cool for him. And what's you know probably ultimately a slightly disappointing season for Tyler Goodson after you know being first team All Big Ten a year ago, but uh, has a chance to come back and. You know, really start climbing up the uh, the record books here as an Iowa running back. Sam Laporta three catches, sixty one yards. Charlie Jones three catches, thirty one yards. Um, the only other guy with more than one catch who had two for sixteen yards. Now Laporta should have had four catches for about seventy one yards and a touchdown, uh, but that got taken off the board. And man, the first uh, half of for these officials against Iowa was brutal. That touchdown, I don't know how you don't call that a touchdown. He has the ball, he's on his back in the end zone. You don't have to complete the catch. That's that's the catch. He completed the catch. That's a touchdown. Uh, the targeting call, that was clear on Arlen Bruce. Uh, that's that's an ejection, right? Uh, <laughs> making contact with the, the, the referee, that's an ejection. Uh, the Iowa had converted a third and, and whatever, and like a full minute after the play ended, uh, they called it illegal procedure on Iowa. There were a couple others as well. It really felt like, and then I guess that's why I was able to, to kind of think that Iowa still had a chance at halftime, even though they were down 14 to six, even though they had driven into the red zone at least once and then close a couple of times and come away with just field goals. And typically that's a, that's a bad move, right? And we've seen, we've been on the other side of this a lot of times. We have been the last couple of weeks, even in Minnesota and, um, 
against Minnesota and Illinois where they were settling for field goals instead of trying instead of punching in touchdowns and that ultimately was the reason you know they weren't able to come up enough on the scoreboard Iowa kind of felt like that way uh, until the fourth quarter when the special teams and defense really got into the game a little bit um Tyler Goodson had that one fumble, a couple other fumbles, but Iowa got those back. Jack Campbell had 16 tackles. Seth Benson, 10 tackles. Those are your linebackers just uh, dominating the game. Jack Kerner, who we weren't sure if he was going to play, he comes up with seven tackles. Lucas Van Ness had a big game, six tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss. Van Valkenburg, a sack, five tackles. Uh, And then it was very cool to see... The young man, Jamari Harris, get that interception late in the game. Um, good for him. Iowa's defense bowed up in the second half and certainly in the, the fourth quarter. They gave up that long drive in the third quarter after the Goodson touchdown. Let's just go through this quickly, the, the play-by-play. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So Nebraska opens with that 75-yard touchdown drive that looked way too easy was was you know very simple i would return serve right and comes right down and, and drive down and on fourth down you you get that touchdown which is then reversed and called back uh if padilla makes a little better of a throw that's easily a touchdown but it is what it is it, it didn't happen and ultimately thankfully it didn't bite the hawkeyes uh then you get in a, three punts in a row before iowa drives down for a field goal but again iowa starts at the 40 yard line uh, their own 40 for that for that um, drive and only gets to the 33 of Nebraska for Shudak to hit the 31-yard the field goal. That puts Iowa on the board. And then Nebraska has another just long, methodical 75 play or 75-yard, 13-play, six-minute drive for a touchdown that, again, you started to think, man, if they're able to do this, and that was the second time they were, Iowa is not going to have an answer for this. And Iowa doesn't play well from behind. You heard them say that uh, on the broadcast. It ultimately turned out to not be true in this game as Iowa scored 19 points. Uh, to zero of Nebraska's in the fourth quarter to get the win, but typically Iowa does not want to be behind as much as they were. Thankfully, we're able to drive down and get that field goal before halftime to uh, cut the lead to eight points for Nebraska. It was 14-6 to six at half. And then it was that opening drive where Iowa came out, and uh, again, I still felt pretty good at half. It felt like, you know, if the, the referee gets a little more even, if Iowa kind of cleans up a couple of the mistakes, you feel like this this uh, quarterback smothers, this Nebraska team is going to start making some mistakes. It felt like they had kind of played not perfectly, but very well up to that point. So you felt like if Iowa can just clean up some of its mistakes, get some help from the refs, and get a little help from Nebraska's you know inexperience and you know willingness to lose games, it felt like Iowa could win. But you drive down, Tyler Goodson fumbles at the six. That was brutal. That was a, a tough run for him and then for Nebraska to turn that around and a nine played 94 yard scoring drive to make the score 21 to six and that was the time where it really felt like uh, it was game Iowa did drive back down but gets into the red zone and again has to settle for a Caleb Shudak field goal which you know now that the game is over every point mattered and Caleb Shudak the the uh the automaticness the automaticity 
that's not a word how automatic he has been uh, has just been huge for this team. And, of course, it is. You know, a team with this kind of offense um, needs a full kicker, needs a stud punter, and thankfully Iowa has both of those things. Um, and then that that was uh, then when Nebraska, fourth and eight from their own uh, 27, they tried to punt the ball. Joe Evans gets the block. Although it wasn't Joe Evans. That's what it says on the CSPN thing, but it was not Joe Evans. Kyler Fisher does catch that and return it for a touchdown. And all of a sudden it felt like, okay, here we go, 21-16. to 16. Then Nebraska fumbles the ball, smothers, fumbles it. Iowa can't do anything with that, unfortunately. You get the ball midfield, essentially lose yards and have to punt it back. But the way that Torrey Taylor punted that ball, Oliver Martin fair catches it at the 7, and that leads to the safety. That was a huge play. Obviously, got Iowa within uh, within three points, and then the Hawkeyes are high the game right there. And it had to feel like for Nebraska, like uh, you had really kind of given this game away at that point. Just the tie even felt like you had lost. And then Nebraska punts three and out. Iowa drives right down. That that big Tyler Goodson run was huge. Clearly, and Spencer Petras gets in with the quarterback sneak. Uh, Nebraska got close there at the end they were on the 28 when uh, that interception was had uh, by Jamari Harris and and that ended the game and what a win for the Hawkeyes just uh, just very cool quickly look at the team stats pretty even here Iowa outgained Nebraska by about 40 yards, 364 to 327. Iowa had one more first down, uh, 20 fewer yards passing, 40 few, 40 more yards rushing in Iowa had. Uh, four penalties for 25 yards for the Hawkeyes, six for 50 uh, for Nebraska. The two turnovers for Nebraska to the one for Iowa. And time of possession, again, pretty even, 32 minutes for, the, for Iowa, 28 for Nebraska. So a, a very evenly played game. Um, you know, I think probably both fan bases felt at times like they were certainly going to win or, or certainly could win maybe had the better team uh, but Iowa ultimately again found a way to win where Nebraska found a way to lo- to lose so now we look ahead and really there's nothing to do but wait um, I'm not even going to try to predict bowl game scenarios I've seen a lot of you know outback and citrus level bowls obviously that depends on, on what happens tomorrow with Ohio State Michigan Wisconsin and Minnesota. If Minnesota beats Wisconsin and Iowa goes to a Big Ten championship game, that's going to raise their profile, even if they get, you know, housed by Ohio State or Michigan in Indianapolis. Um, even if it means going to Indianapolis and getting embarrassed, we want Iowa to win the Big Ten West, obviously, right? I hope that's obvious. I hope everybody understands that. It's kind of a fun little talking point, jokey thing to say, well, you know, let's let Wisconsin go get beat by 50 by Ohio State. But no. You want to win the West. That's the whole goal. A 10-2 season is fantastic. It really is. This season has been a success, but there's that tinge of disappointment because at 6-0 and and ranked number two in the country, you felt like it was a sure thing that I was going to Indianapolis, and that's not the case anymore. Uh, but Iowa did everything it could in these last four games by winning these four games, going on a four-game winning streak, and putting pressure on Wisconsin now, who knows they have to be... Uh, Minnesota, a good Minnesota team that we just saw uh, that is certainly capable of, of jumping up and knocking off Wisconsin. So 
We'll all be watching that game tomorrow. I'll be rooting hard. Uh, and then, you know, if who knows from there what happens if Iowa goes and, you know, somehow upsets the East team. And, you know, all of a sudden we're talking about a Rose Bowl, you know, maybe in a very outside shot at a college football playoff. I think that's probably off the table. But uh, a Rose Bowl would be fun. Anything, really anything is going to be fun at this point. It's a 10 and 2 season, man. And especially with how inept we looked at times this season, how close some of these final games were. Um, to have it now play out where Iowa won those games. Really, every game Iowa was a contender in, Iowa won. Iowa didn't feel like it contended in the second half against Purdue, and it didn't feel like it contended almost at all against Wisconsin. It felt like it was slipping away a little bit here today, uh, and it felt like it was slipping away a little bit against Penn State uh, back in, in week six. But in the games where Iowa had a legitimate chance to, to win, they won. Um, do you wish they would have won more? Absolutely, of course, certainly. But a 10-win regular season, not a 10-win season, a 10-win regular season, This is these are pretty rare. These are few and far between. A team that's going to stay ranked the entire season, a team that's going to jump up a couple of spots in the college football playoff rankings that will come out uh, after this week, and a team that, as we sit here tonight on Black Friday, still has a chance to win the Big Ten West and go to Indianapolis. These are all very, very good things. You should be happy about this. You should celebrate this. A win over Nebraska is a good win, no matter how bad this Nebraska team is. To kind of keep your foot on the neck of this program is a fantastic thing. I hope you enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. We'll talk a lot more about it. Uh, we got an Iowa basketball game coming up tonight. Uh, there's a lot going on. The wrestling on Sunday. The women's basketball will be back in action next week. And uh, Monday night, the, uh, the the things really kind of step up for the Iowa basketball program as they travel to Virginia before a couple of uh, Big Ten games against Purdue and Illinois and the Cyhawk game against uh, Iowa State and Iowa State team that just beat a ranked Xavier team, which includes Jack Nungie. Uh, on Wednesday night in New York City. So that Cyhawk game looks a little more challenging than maybe it has the last couple of seasons. Either way, it's a great time to be a Hawkeye as always. Thank you for listening. Go Hawks!